Who's leading your life? Who's in the pilot seat? Here's Pastor Bill Henry. There are so many Christians who do not allow the Lord to lead in every area of their lives. This means they themselves are doing the leading, not the Lord. And again, there are those here this morning that are doing this very thing. And today is the day to wake up and say, hey, that's me. I need to change. I need to come to Christ in a new and different and radical way. You see, again, when we lead ourselves, we always lead ourselves to polluted waters rough waters and unsatisfying waters. Welcome, listening friend, to Simple Faith with Pastor Bill Henry coming to you from Simple Faith Calvary Chapel in Vancouver. Bill will continue a series in Psalm 23 today. Now, the Psalms are rich with feelings that so well express the human experience. And as we're going to see today, the Psalms also remind Christians of their position before God, that we are his sheep, over whom he exercises care, guidance, and provision. Everything anybody could possibly want. So join us for today's program and turn in your Bible to Psalm 23, verse 2. Here's Pastor Bill Henry. So we come here to the last part of verse 2 here in Psalm 23 where it says, He leadeth me beside the still waters. You know, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. You see, when the Lord is our shepherd, he causes us to want nothing but him. And we need to understand that. And then we will always be full. We will always be refreshed. As he causes us to lay down in the green pastures in him, there is always food at his table. We're never to go hungry with him. We never go thirsty. And this morning we come to the next thing that our good shepherd does. Notice here again in verse 2, He leadeth me beside the still waters. You know, there's an interesting phenomena that we see within the world around us. Everyone is thirsty and hungry for something deeper, something within them. We see all around this and within our world uh, continually, they long for something more than just physical drink or physical food. It has been described by some, some as a hole within our hearts that, that just can't be filled. And, and yet people continually seek to fill that hunger, that thirst with the things of the world. You know, they seek to fill this longing from everything from entertainment to a boyfriend or a girlfriend. Others seek to fill this longing perhaps with education and think the more that they learn, the the more they'll be satisfied. Others seek to fill this void with the approval of others. You know, if these people, if I can get so many likes on a Facebook page or so many retweets, Still others, you know, seek to fill this void with drugs or sex or alcohol. Some go to video games. Others go to traveling or adventure. Some go to the arts. Yet still others seek to buy more and more stuff. Hey, if I can just buy the right thing. 
And, and, and still others, you know, while there's nothing wrong with tattoos biblically, as long as you're not getting one to honor a foreign god, uh, there's still others, so they'll, all of a sudden they're, they're tattooing their whole body. They're trying to fill something with piercings or other wild-looking things. Others turn literally to food and drink, you know, seeking to find comfort, <clears throat> to find that thing that they can't fill that thirst with. And yet others seek to worship false gods, within our world, thinking that as they stare at their belly button, their navel, some kind, you know, some kind of great thought will come. Um, Others think it'll be found when there's peace on earth, you know. Utopia, if you will. Shangri-La. Once we have that, I'll be totally and completely happy. Yet all of these things are trying to fill that deep within that void within ourselves. And yet you see, beloved in Christ, the Bible clearly tells us that we were all created, all humankind, to be in fellowship with God and to bring Him glory. If you want to know, what's, what's my life about? Some, you know, one of your kids asked you, one, you, know, you have the question, why, why am I even here? You are here to fellowship with God and bring Him glory. And that's where we find fulfillment. But again, we go to all these other things. You see, beloved in Christ, the whole world was created to have God as our shepherd. You know, it's interesting, as we look at the rebellion of mankind into sin, Men and women throughout the millennia have sought countless other things and ways to be their shepherds. Countless. And again, since all these things are false shepherds, they will never satisfy the thirst. They'll never satisfy the hunger. You know, again, people go hungry then and thirsty within their souls, longing for something more in this world And yet they're continually hungry. They make it to the top of the entertainment industry, the top of their field, the top of the sports, and they're still hungry. There's still something missing. Now, I believe this is the main reason that suicide has risen so drastically within our country over the last several years. It's the hopelessness that comes from this hunger. And we're being lied to by the world who continually says, get this and that hunger will be filled. Get that and, man, you're going to feel great about yourself. Get this shampoo and all the gals will be after you. Crazy stuff. You know, there was one band back in the 80s that said it this way, I still haven't found what I'm looking for. Oh, I've got this, I've tried that, but I still haven't found what I'm looking for. The sad part is these guys even claim to be Christian. And in their song, hey, at one point, you know, I believe in the kingdom come and all this stuff, but I still haven't found, you know what? They still haven't truly found Jesus Christ. That's the truth. You see, when I was Catholic, I would say that my church, the church, the Catholic church was more my shepherd than Jesus Christ. And for the most part, I followed the church, I trusted the church, and I walked in its ways. But I was still hungry. I was still thirsty for something more that I did not know what it was. And you see, it doesn't matter if you go to the Catholic Church, the Lutheran, the Baptist, even Calvary Chapel. We can be the same way. We can be religious, but we still haven't had that quenching experience of God and His Holy Spirit upon our lives. 
You see, even as a Catholic, I would get a taste here and there. I was part of the, what's called the charismatic movement that came into the Catholic Church in the 70s and 80s. And, and there were times when I would, you know, get these, you know, glimpses and these great times, but they never lasted. They never, you know, continued. And then one day when I was in 1989, I had two major knee surgeries, was laid up for many months. And, and so I reached over on the table with my Catholic Bible and I started to read it. And I opened up to the Gospel of John because that's where I heard somebody, hey, that's where you start. Read, go to John and just read through. And I, I started reading right through and, and I found something that it was crazy because all of a sudden I found the things the good shepherd had said didn't align with what my other shepherd was saying. And, and it can be not just the other shepherd, it could even be with myself, things I was saying as I shepherded myself. You see, I found that, that, that as I started to read the Word of God, I found that, you know what, I'm going to make a decision that here I'm going to have my Good Shepherd, Jesus Christ, as revealed through His Word. And I made a decision, even as I was laid up, man, I'm like, you know what, that, that the church would no longer be my shepherd, that I would no longer, but God, through His Word, would be my shepherd by His Holy Spirit. And, and, and I, I'm telling you what, as I have now changed, as God changed me at that point in my life, it was, it was revolutionary even in my life as a Christian. Because it's like when you think about it, you know, that I was living my life in a way that, again, I'd have these highs and these lows, these crazy times. That, but now that I'm a biblical Christian, when I call myself that, all of a sudden I'm not like this in my life with the Lord, my walk with the Lord. And even when I found myself like that, if you think about it, usually it was more like this. Most of the time it was lows. And every once in a while you'd get that mountaintop experience. And the older I got, the less and less they seemed to be. But when I started following Jesus through the word, and I was reading the word every day, and I started actually doing and not doing the things that it told me to do and not to do, and I was empowered by the Holy Spirit, I found my relationship with God changing. I found I wasn't thirsty anymore. I found I wasn't hungry anymore. And I decided at that point that I would love my shepherd with all my heart, all my soul, all my mind, and all my strength for the rest of my days to the best of my ability as he reveals himself through his word above everything else. Notice here, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. You see, when I started to relate to God, and through his word and by his Holy Spirit, it was then that I found a satisfaction in my Christian walk that I had not had before. And I'm repeating this for a reason. Because I think there are many here even today, you hear what I'm saying and you're still in that point before. You're still in that place, ah, I have some good times and some bad times, but, but you're up and down. It's, it, it, and it's mostly fraught with down times. But when I allowed the Lord to be my biblical shepherd completely, going where he led me through his perfect word, again, I found something radical happen in my walk with him. I was being fed, well fed. I was being well watered. I was being rested and strengthened as never before in my life as a Christian. And it changed me. 
I became more holy as he is holy, and I continue to do that. Again, it didn't make, I'm not perfect. That's not happening this side of eternity. But I long for that more and more, and less for the things of the world. He leadeth me beside the still waters. Notice, guys and gals, the first part of that. He leadeth me. Note that. Underline that. You know, it's interesting. The other night with the teens, we're in the book of Jude with them, and we saw something very interesting. Turn with me, if you would, to Jude verse 4. Jude is, if you go all the way to the book of Revelation and take a left back one book. Jude verse 4. I'm going to read this out of my old King Jimmy. Jude verse 4, it says, For there are certain men crept in unawares who were before of old ordained to this condemnation, ungodly men turning the grace of our God into lasciviousness and denying the only Lord God and our Lord Jesus Christ. Now, it's interesting here, the later translations actually say this, our only master and Lord, Jesus Christ. Because even in the Textus Receptus, it's not Lord and God, it's master and Lord. It's like a double, you know, command there. It's a double identity that God, Jesus Christ, God is to be our master and our Lord. You see, we notice here that the people, notice here in Jude, the people who pervert the grace of God are those that that leads them to deny their only master and Lord, Jesus Christ. You see, guys and gals, a true healthy Christian will be one that knows Jesus is our Savior from sin and death. Amen? I mean, amen. We know that. But a true, uh, healthy, a true and healthy Christian will also realize that Jesus is our master and our Lord. And a lot of us don't like the second part. We like the part where he's my savior. I can kick back till I'm, you know, home with the Lord and just kind of kick around. I, I, I want to go and do my own thing. And, and we get saved and we say, okay, Lord, I'm going over here. Okay, I'm going over there. Now, would you please bless it? Lord, I'm going to take this job. Would you please bless it? Lord, I'm going to do this. Would you please bless it? Instead, Lord, where would you have me go? You see, what happens is a lot of us, we are our own shepherds, and we're fooling ourselves. We think that, oh, Lord's my shepherd. Oh, yeah. But is he really? Are we allowing him to be our Lord and our master through his word? Well, that's legalism. No, it's called biblical Christianity. Notice, he leads Now notice, God is always leading. Here comes the question then. Are we following? Are we following his lead? Or are we leading ourselves, like I said a moment ago, and because of God's grace, just expecting him to bless everything we do as we lead? And again, that's so prevalent within Christianity today. And and, and again, it's actually easier to tell where we're at with this than we think. You see, here's a great thing for our question and and thought for each one of us. Am I letting the Lord be my shepherd or am I my own shepherd? Here's Here's the deal. If we are doing the leading, the waters will not be still and our hearts will not be satisfied. If we are leading our our, heart, our, our waters will not be still and our hearts will not be satisfied. We will still be thirsty. We will be living in continual fear and doubt and thirst. 
If that describes you this morning, then man, you need to listen up because you're getting ripped off. You're getting ripped off. True Christianity, true biblical Christianity is a radical, awesome thing. Not just that it happened one day back 50 years ago when I got shaved and, oh, it was mighty, mighty time. Woo! Yeah, but it's kind of calmed down since then. No, dude, it should be getting more and more radical. You see, guys and gals, these are those, you know, when, when Jesus isn't your Lord, when Jesus isn't your shepherd, when he's not your master, when you're doing it, you too can sing along with those professed followers of Christ. I still haven't found what I'm looking for. These are those who have a form of godliness but deny the power thereof. There is a lack of true and abiding peace and fulfillment in their lives that one who is following the good shepherd has. You know, we we need to understand the one who is being led by the good shepherd has peace and is led by him and, and, and still waters. He leadeth me beside the still waters. Hey, may we first and foremost be those who are following the lead of our good shepherd. Following his lead, you know, walking with him as we read his word every day. Lord, how would you have me to live? And we're talking as we pray, as we're communicating. Lord, hey, I read this. You want me to do this? Now please empower me by your spirit, this living and dwelling in me to go do this or to not do this. And we find our lives begin to change radically as we become to those who trust the Lord, as we become those who let him be my shepherd. Lord, you tell me to love my wife in this way. Lord, you tell me to love my husband in this way. Lord, you tell me to love my kids in that way or to love my enemies in this way. I can't do that, Lord. I I just can't do it. Bill, I know you can't do it. That's why I saved you. That's why my spirit is dwelling within you to give you the power to do it, to change you. I don't want to leave you how you are, Bill. I love you too much for that. And as we do this, as we allow him to lead us, notice he leads us beside the still waters. I want to highlight one more thing again because this is so important. So many times, as we said a moment ago, there are so many Christians who do not allow the Lord to lead in every area of their lives. This means they themselves are doing the leading, not the Lord. And again, there are those here this morning that are doing this very thing. And today is the day to wake up and say, hey, that's me. I need to change. I need to come to Christ in a new and different and radical way. You see, again, when we lead ourselves, we always lead ourselves to polluted waters, rough waters, and unsatisfying waters. You know, we need to be careful what we drink. You see, because when we're not being filled by the Word of God, when we're not walking in obedience to the Word of God, we start to become open to the things and thoughts of this world, and we start to drink at other places rather than of God through His Word. And what happens is we start to get sick, even as Christians. Anybody here ever heard of something called Montezuma's Revenge? Any, anybody ever heard of that? Yeah, we, we lived down in Southern California, and we would go to Tijuana, me and my friends, oh, at least a couple times a month. You know, we had a favorite Mexican food place. Man, just, I can still see it. You go up to that blue building and down the stairs. Oh, so good. But one thing we knew never to do, Drink the water. 
Do not drink the water because you'd get Montezuma's revenge. You'd get sick. It was the same thing when we went on a missions trip to Russia. They told us, hey, don't drink the water. We brought, you know, uh, you know things to purify the water and different things because there's things in, inside the water that will make you sick. But the Russians had been used to those parasites and different things in the waters, but we weren't, so we couldn't do it. And it's the same thing in the world. The world is used to a lot of this, the parasites that are killing them, and yet we as Christians go and partake of those same things. And we have to be so careful. But here's the, here's the crazy part. You know, I've talked to Christians, who, you know, and I say Christians are professing Christians because I don't know. But they're sad, they're, they're lonely, they're discouraged. But it's not just a little point, it's continuing on and on and on. And, and it's a life of continual defeat. And here's the crazy part, they don't change. They just keep going the same way. What's the thing about insanity? You know, the, the insanity, the first thing that marks it is, you know, you want change, but you just keep doing the same thing. You know, it's odd and sad for me to see as a pastor, I see this continually. Those who claim Christ, yet they are so sad all the time, they're miserable all the time, and at best, melancholy in their lives. It's crazy when I give them counsel from God's word, biblical counsel, you know, either personally or from the pulpit, most times they just kind of schlep it off to the side and say, oh, I've kind of tried that already. I need something different now, something new. And you know what? I look right back at them. Christianity is not something you do. It's something you are. It's someone you've become because you've been born again of the spirit of God. It's a change. You know what all of a sudden it's like, well, you know, I tried this Christian thing, and I, I did read through the Bible one time. It was all right, you know. There's a few things. No, it, it's, it's a life. It's who we are. We are now children of God. We've been born again. And again, the only thing that we now need is Jesus Christ and the waters that come and flow from him to bring refreshment to our soul. Man, being led by him through his word and by the power of his Holy Spirit, and we're just that thirst is quenched when we lead or the world leads it always leads us to a polluted you know water rough water and unsatisfying water you know it's interesting turn with me please to luke chapter 16 i i think we get a glimpse into this it's it's a little different it's talking about hell but i still think we get a little glimpse into this thirst luke chapter 16 verse 22 and we come into the Lazarus and the rich man, the true story that, you know, we believe it's true because it's the only parable that the Lord actually used in name. And so we believe this is actually a true story. And we come into the middle of it, and Jesus is speaking. He says this in verse 22. So it was that the beggar died and was carried by the angels to Abraham's bosom. But the rich man also died and was buried, and being tormented in Hades, he lifted up his eyes and saw Abraham afar off, and Lazarus in his bosom. Then he cried and said, Father Abraham, have mercy on me and send Lazarus, that he may dip the tip of his finger in water and cool my tongue, for I am tormented in this flame." 
Now, what if this is just a picture right now, guys and gals? The, the people out there, and I believe this is it, man, they're just, they're dying for a dip of water. They're dying for, you know, I just need some water. I need something cool to drink to satisfy this thirst in my soul. And then again, when so many who profess Christ say the same thing, I'm a Christian, but man, I'm still miserable. I'm still not thirsty. You know, we need to come to Christ and drink. We don't just say, Lord, would you please just dip your finger and give me just a little, just a little cup of water, please? May, may I have some more, please? No, the Lord says, dude, when you're born again, man, I'm not just giving you a little. I'm giving you this whole cistern. Matter of fact, I'm going to pour it in you. I'm going to pour it in and pour it out. But you see, what's happened is, for a lot of people who profess Christ, and again, I'm not saying they're Christian or they're not. I don't know sometimes. But in Jeremiah 2.13, he said this. It's the very thing. For my people have done two evil things. They have abandoned me, the fountain of living water, and they have dug for themselves cracked cisterns that can hold no water at all. And that describes so many who profess Christ today. You know, they've abandoned the word of God. They've abandoned him through his word. Thank you so much for joining us for Simple Faith with Pastor Bill Henry from Simple Faith Calvary Chapel in Vancouver, Washington. Now, if you were blessed by today's message from the 23rd Psalm, you can go to our website and watch the video or download an audio MP3. And we have a large number of Pastor Bill's messages archived there. You can find them all at simplefaith.org. That's simplefaith.org. And if you'd like to contact us via the U.S. mail, our mailing address is Post Office Box 55, Battleground, Washington, and the zip code is 98604. Here at Simple Faith Calvary Chapel, we have two services on Sunday morning at 9 a.m. and 11 a.m. So if you're looking for a church home, make plans to join us for fellowship, worship, and a great time in God's Word at 9 a.m. and 11 a.m. every Sunday morning. Thank you so much for joining us today and be sure to set aside another half hour next weekend at the same time as our study in Psalm 23 continues here on Simple Faith with Pastor Bill Henry. Brought to you by Simple Faith Calvary Chapel. Have a wonderful week in the Lord. <music>